Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to r slash petty revenge, where grandpa gets revenge from beyond the grave. Our next Reddit post is from Buffy. My grandparents had five kids and 12 grandchildren. I am the oldest grandchild. All of my grandparents' children settled down within 10 miles of their house. Growing up, we did everything as a whole family. My dad raised cattle and pork. My grandma had a garden that she would feed the entire family from. The women would get together at grandma's house and we would can all the fruits, vegetables, and meat the family would need. Then, grandma would distribute the food to each family individually. She would have my grandpa carry all the canned goods that she was keeping to their basement. My grandpa absolutely hated green beans. He would ask my grandma not to can so many for them because he didn't want to eat them, but she didn't listen to him, but he dutifully carried them to the basement. My grandpa died in July 2000, and we just celebrated his 100th birthday. I still miss him. My grandma died in March 2011. When we were... (laughs) This is funny to me because I already know where this story is going. Later, we were cleaning out the basement because a lot of us were storing stuff there. We kept finding random jars of green beans. Then, we started finding crates of green beans under the shelves. There were, <laughs> there were about six of us cleaning out the basement, and by the time that we were done, we found about 2,000 jars of green beans. We had the jars stood up in the center of the big room, and we were just standing around, looking at it, wondering, why did we find so many green beans? Then, I started giggling. My aunt wanted to know what was so funny, and I said, Grandpa did this. She asked, why do you think that? Because he hated green beans, so he hid them so that we wouldn't have to eat them, I giggled. That made everyone laugh. What do we do with them now, I asked. The jars were dated from 1982 (laughs) to 2000, and it was 2011 at the time. So that's what, almost 30-year-old green beans? Yummy. So I scanned the comments to figure out what happened to all those green beans, and OP's memory is a little fuzzy, but he's pretty sure they ended up just feeding them all to the cows. Our next Reddit post is from Mikey Wallbanger. I was dating this girl for a few months. There were red flags pretty early on. 
We were supposed to just be roommates. Things got complicated. We started dating, and it turns out she is shady AF. I'm totally at fault for staying, but I needed a place to live. I was paying the majority of the rent, and I was the only one in the apartment with a full-time job. Whoops. To make a long story short, I would call out her weird behavior. Like friending a random guy that she meets at work and then taking his number even though she admitted to me that he asked her out. Kinda shady stuff like that. One time, I also caught her making out with her friend's boyfriend. She also kept turning off notifications on her phone, that kind of stuff. Anyways, I found out that she had saved this one dude's phone number on her phone under her friend's name, Kate. I found this out because she got a picture from this friend one day and it was, in fact, of the guy that she had been lying to me about having cancer so that she could justify hanging out with him inappropriately. Let's just say this guy looks nothing like a Kate. My suspicions grow. And the worst part, he works for the apartment complex that we lived in. Turns out, my girlfriend convinced this guy to illegally remove my friends, which were her roommates, from the lease, I guess just because she's pretty? I don't know. So one day, I opened up her laptop. Scumbag move, I admit. And it was unlocked. I go to her messages, confirm my suspicions, and then I take pictures of the messages she sent to this guy convincing him to remove my roommates from the lease. I wasn't even mad about the cheating. I was mad about the gaslighting, lying, manipulation, and straight up delusional hypocrisy. So I reported this homeboy to his bosses. He was promptly fired. If you're reading this, buddy, I hope the cancer was real and I hope you're being taken care of. If the cancer was fake, you're all disgusting trash people. Also, after I split up with her, she moved in with him. He lived in the apartment complex where he worked. That's when I reported it. He was fired so he couldn't renew his lease, and last I checked, they were scrambling to find some place to live. C'est la vie. Also, down in the comments, Coder Joe says, I bet that revenge gave him a new lease on life. And OP replies, He had the balls to call me and text me, calling me a wussy and a keyboard warrior. I said, okay, let's square up. Just tell me when and where. His response, nah, you're no longer relevant. Yeah, right. Is that why you're sending me angry calls and texts? Because I'm no longer relevant? What a doofus. Our next Reddit post is from OldGuy50. My 17-year-old daughter asked me to post this here, and I'm the dad who does as the women in my life tell me, which is how I ended up in a restaurant tonight with snobs. So the characters in the story are me, my wife, one of my wife's co-workers and her husband, who's an arrogant engineer, and my wife's second co-worker and her husband, who's a CPA. So there were basically four adult couples having dinner together. Two of these people we were having dinner with are arrogant engineers. Also, the couples had their kids present as well. We were at a Japanese steakhouse in America where the chefs cook in front of you. One of the couples invited all of us out for their youngest daughter's birthday, since their daughter is close with our daughter. So the parents are all at one table, and the teenagers are all at the other. At the teenager's table, my daughters, ages 17 and 14, order sushi appetizers, mocktails, and shrimp with scallops. At the adult table, the sake is flowing, along with a few top-shelf drinks. My wife and I order appetizers, drinks, and our meals. Each couple is paying for their own meal, and I notice that the two couples who have an arrogant engineer among them are in competition for who can spend the most. Me and my wife and the other couple that doesn't have an engineer among them chuckle at them and stay out of the fray. 
That is until one of the arrogant engineers hears my daughter order and the engineer says to my daughter, careful now, your daddy is only an agricultural engineer. He doesn't make as much as us real engineers. For context, those two are structural engineers with bachelor's degrees, and I'm an agricultural engineer with a PhD. I work for governments, private investors, and several agricultural corporations. I own my own consulting firm. I help build sustainable, reusable gardens. And this work allows me to travel to poorer countries and help them use what they have to start growing their own food. Apparently, these men thought that all I did was travel to impoverished places and teach people how to dig in the dirt. They believed I did all this work for free and therefore made very little money. I'm not rich by any stretch, but I'm comfortable. We're not an extravagant family, so we have savings and my wife works as well. However, in 2023, I was awarded a handsome contract to design tower gardens in several states. It is a seven-figure contract over three years. Back to dinner. These guys asked me the most ridiculous things. Like, is it good to grow onions and carrots in the same garden? And they were laughing at me and my work until their wives told them to stop. I chalked it up to drunken arrogance and didn't even bother to answer. My CPA friend was laughing so hard that he almost fell out of his chair. Apparently, he works as a CPA of both of the engineers and knows the ins and outs of both of our finances. The arrogant engineer taunts the CPA and brags about how much money he brought home after bonuses last year. The CPA pulled up the numbers on our phone and tells us, The arrogant engineer made about one-third of what I brought home in 2023. The CPA asks me, I have your information as well. Do you want to share? I decline and he nods. Cue another round of taunts from the arrogant engineers. Then I go to the restroom and find the waiter. I pay for the whole check and leave a generous tip on top of what they added for a big party. After our dessert, the waiter thanks me in front of everyone for the tip and wishes everyone a good night. The two arrogant engineers stare at me for a moment. I smile, nod, and tell the CPA friend to tell them my income last year. After that, I simply said, good night. Petty, absolutely. Gratifying, damn right. So I'm just guessing on the numbers here, but I'm imagining that the arrogant engineers probably had a six-figure income. So let's just say 100K, maybe 150K, 200 if I'm being generous. And if OP is getting 1 million over three years, that means at minimum he's getting $333,000. So I'm guessing the arrogant engineers were making about 100K and OP was making 300K. Our next Reddit post is from Sad Combination. Okay, so I'm a 24-year-old woman and I've been living with my roommate, a 26-year-old woman, for three years. My roommate is a strict vegan and she has been since she was 14. I, however, am not. This has never been a problem since I think people can do whatever they want with their lives and I've never tried to change her mind about being vegan. My roommate is a bit of a plant lady. She's been collecting and raising different types of plants for years and has amassed quite a collection. She even puts little sticker labels with the name she's given them, which is adorable. She's truly one to die for her plants. Here's where the problem begins. Two months ago, she visited a conference on animal products and came back with a more fiery spirit. She started going to events regularly, became a local activist, started preaching to people in the street, etc. Now, that's not the problem. She's a human being who can believe whatever she wants. 
or at least it wasn't a problem until every conversation with her transformed into telling me why I should go vegan, why I'm evil for consuming animal products, and how I should be ashamed that I'm not vegan. This seemed weird, since she hadn't acted like this prior to the conference. But it had gotten so bad that I started waking up earlier to go to work so that I could eat my eggs in the parking lot of my job so I didn't have to hear her rant. Since we were close to the end of our lease, I decided to pull a little stunt before we parted ways. I headed to an exotic plants place near to where I live and got a bunch of different types of carnivorous plants. I'm talking every single species I could get my hands on. I also got pots and things to hang them from so they looked pretty. My roommate wasn't there that day, so I had plenty of time to set the place up. I decided to do it in the kitchen since that's where most of her scolding would take place. I put them everywhere I could. Wherever she had a plant, I put a carnivorous one right beside it, just to be extra petty. It looked like a greenhouse in there. Honestly, I was pretty proud of my work. When she got home, she started screaming at me, blowing up, saying that I'm horrible. She was livid. But because I bought them and I hadn't moved or touched anything of hers, she couldn't do anything. It's been like that for the last few weeks, and I've been caring for the plants daily, and even researching the best ways to keep them alive and purchasing products so they can thrive. Honestly, I've actually gotten pretty fond of the plants. I even went as far as naming and labeling them. I'm moving out today, so I thought that I could tell this story, because it's kind of crazy. Yo, I only have one interesting fact about carnivorous plants, and it blows my mind because it's so unexpected. The Venus flytrap, that plant with like a giant mouth that eats bugs, you would expect that to originate from like Africa or South America or India, someplace with tropical jungles. But no, it's freaking South Carolina. Well, I guess technically North and South Carolina together are the original habitat of the of the Venus flytrap plant. It's just so weird because, you know, not only does it not come from some crazy jungle, but it also comes from two of the most boring states in the United States. I can't tell you one fact about either Carolina. I think one of them is well known for golf or something. It's just so funny to me that something so metal, a plant with giant teeth that eats bugs, can come from someplace so dull and boring. <laughs> no offense to all the Carolinians, Carolinas out there. I don't know. I've been to the state a couple times and I genuinely couldn't even tell you a single thing about it. I saw a lot of churches, a ton of churches. Our next Reddit post is from Dirty Old Fella. While driving home yesterday, I needed to change lanes so I could make a right turn in a couple of blocks. I checked my mirror and I used my turn signal. Well, the guy who was a couple of car lengths behind me tries to speed up and block me in the left lane. Sorry, buddy, but I'm coming over. The guy lays on his horn for half a block. I laugh and wave. I even used all my fingers, not just the middle one. So the guy follows me for the next mile and turns into my neighborhood behind me. That's not unusual since there are some apartments here. He follows me for a couple more turns and I start paying attention. The last two turns he would only make if he lived on the same street. Still, I have a couple of neighbors that drive the same kind of car, so I'm not too worried. When the guy drives past my house to the end of the block and turns the corner, I know that he was just trying to mess with me. Well, shoot, now he knows where I live and what I drive. I know nothing about this guy other than he's driving a Subaru. That really narrows it down, right? So I back out of my driveway and drive around the corner. Sure enough, here he comes around the block and back out of the neighborhood. At this point, I decide to give this guy a taste of his own medicine and start following him. He jumps on the main road and heads north. I follow the guy for about five miles to the next town. 
He's driving okay, and I'm keeping a safe distance, but I'm on his tail enough that he knows that I'm there. I had been watching him gesture with his hands and swerve a little. Not too bad, so I figure he's talking on the phone. I'm hoping he doesn't have a bunch of friends waiting wherever he's headed, but he also has a temporary tag, and I still couldn't identify a thing other than the make a car, so I keep going. He hits through a light and onto Main Street, and at that point, I know that he's on the phone with 911. Perfect. Sure enough, the guy pulls up to the police station and into a parking space. I roll up right next to the guy and hop out to go talk. He won't even look at me, so I stick my phone camera in his windshield to take a picture of the dude. Just then, a cop walks up behind me and starts asking why I'm following the guy and videoing him. Two more cops show up and start asking me a bunch of questions, too. So, I explain that he followed me first. The cops go over all the things that could go wrong with me following someone. So, I go over all the things that could go wrong without me following him and that I was glad that he drove himself to the cops. Because now, even though I don't know who he is, they do and he knows it. So now, I don't have to worry about him coming by my house later. The cops were telling me how shook up the guy was. That he was pretty scared, lol. I told them to let him know that following people to their homes probably wasn't the best activity for him. They agreed. OP, alright, the smart thing would have been to just not drive home or go to like a parking lot or grocery store or something so that at least then he wouldn't know where you live, but still, I like that your defense mechanism was to out-crazy the crazy. That was our slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.